Hello and welcome to this special podcast episode brought to you by the Treasury Today Group. In November, Treasury Today's ninth Women in Treasury APAC Forum took place at the historic Raffles Hotel in Singapore. In attendance were guests from some of the region's largest companies. During the event, Meg Coates, Joint Publisher and Head of Operations, presented the findings of Treasury Today's Women in Treasury Global Study 2022, sponsored by State Street Global Advisors. The global study attracted over 130 respondents from a broad universe in terms of age, experience, geography and role. And over half of our respondents were new, offering us some valuable new perspectives. Sophie Jackson, Joint Publisher and Head of Strategic Content, spoke about the importance of the Women in Treasury initiative. So, very warm welcome to Singapore and to our Women in Treasury Forum. This forum here is very close to my and to all of our hearts at Treasury today. The overwhelming support that we've received from the community in Singapore for Women in Treasury has really been heartwarming for me and for us and it's enabled us to take this community here and take it out into the rest of the world to share your experiences and your personal journeys with people in corporate finance across the globe. So thank you so much. of the event was an inspiring panel discussion which included four industry experts. Winnie Yap, Country Head, Global Payment Solutions Singapore at HSBC. Indira Sahab, Managing Director at JP Morgan. Shilpa Narula, Director and Head FX Derivatives and Investments at GE Treasury. And Juanita Woodward, Founder of Connecting the Dots. Growing up in India, Shilpa Narula talked about her upbringing and the importance of her family. I was born and raised in India and growing up I was very inspired by my father who was a CFO of a state-run enterprise. Um, however, most of the encouragement came from my mother. She made sure that I had goals and I also stayed on track. Sometimes she used carrots, sometimes she used tech, but um, <laughs> she is still hooked on to how I'm doing in my career. So she's been a big encouragement and now I understand why. I understand as I get into the workforce, as I get more responsibilities, as I grow older, I understand why my mom was so uh, focused on this fact that I should have goals and I should be equipped to achieve them. Winnie Yap talked about her career in banking. Yeah, so primarily in banking, you know, my entire career, the first 15 years, I was in product and relationship management, so very much on the front line. I was across City and HSBC. Um, I took a break uh, from the corporate world for a couple of years, and then I returned, returned in 2017 back to HSBC, um, and for a very different role. When I came back to HSBC, I hit up the client management team. And so then it was looking at more execution and servicing anything post-sales. So the lens and the perspective had to shift, uh, understand the challenges from sales and now understand the greater pains of having to implement and service beyond sales. For Indira Sahab, there was never any doubt that banking would be her career. I'm from Indonesia and um, I started my career back in Jakarta. Uh, and I've always been in banking, so I've been in banking for over 20, 
five years now. And, you know, I think it started as a management trainee and then, you know, went into relationship management. And, uh, you know, I was headhunted to join a new team in a different bank that was setting up their GTS business as a sales. But, you know, given that it's a new setup, that means, you know, we weren't just doing sales, but we were all doing product management. We were doing uh, implementation service all together, right? And, you know, I think over the years, you know, I've worked in many different countries, in Singapore and Amsterdam and in, in Shanghai, mm-hmm. you know, back in Singapore. Uh, you know, I, I think really the, those learnings that came from really being thrown into a new country, having to navigate that change, making sure that you know you have the, the ability to build your network within the new landscape. That has really, I think, uh, helped me grow in terms of my career and experience. Juanita Woodward explained her background and her passion for the cause of female empowerment. So my, my background is a little bit different than the other panelists. I grew up in the U.S. and came to Singapore in 1991. I didn't realize I'd be staying so long, but I've enjoyed it. So I've been here for 30 years now uh, and I'm a permanent resident. I think the time you asked the question about why is this topic so important to me. At the time in the U.S. when I was growing up uh, in the 70s, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who you, I think most of you would have heard about, she was really uh, instrumental in moving forward women's equal rights. And this included some very basic things like access to having your own bank account, access to credit cards, access to mortgages, as well as equal pay. So when I graduated from college, um, there was a real movement of women coming into the workforce, and I thought the world was going to be my oyster. That was not quite what I experienced. The corporate world was a world built for men, by men, and supported by wife and family and extended family. And so the question was, you know, how do I fit into that world? I had the opportunity, already had banking experience, had the opportunity to uh, interview with a few banks. Um, Citibank got that. Uh, role, so I was one of the first three actually to come into what is today Citibank's GTS business. It was the start of that business. But I also had a little bit of another situation, which was having to combat the fact that I was viewed as a trailing spouse. Um, and was I really a, a serious person within the banking world? Um, so I am still here 30 years later. <laughs> Shilpa talked of her early career and the importance of being able to approach female colleagues who were more senior. The workplace was very welcoming. There were a handful of uh, female leaders which were like beacon of light and hope. And if I would run into them in the elevator, it would just make my day. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of snatch every opportunity to seek their advice. And that actually helped a lot because um, they understand what young people are going through and all their advices were very, very practical. In the global conversation around diversity, it's important to recognize the nuances in different regions of the world. So, you know, Singaporean grown up uh, in a country where there is a strong focus on, you know, multi-racial equality across religion, race and culture. So in this environment, I think from a diversity standpoint, I think it's it's been great. Um, 
but if I look at inclusion, right? So if I, I do look at it as a spectrum, yeah. so if we achieve on diversity, uh, board representation, etc. But I think the point about inclusion, I think there are still areas that we can work on, and and where I'm coming from is when we talk about inclusion, is you're able to truly be your authentic self, you know, and whatever culture or race that you you come from or religion. Uh, you, you are seen as a three-dimensional complex being and yeah. not just a stereotype, right? So I think the inclusion piece um, is just as important now that we've kind of made a lot of headway on the diversity front. When the pandemic hit in early 2020, it had a major impact on people's private and professional lives. There are very important takeaways from the entire experience. So there was a point in my career where the movement meant that, you know, I could grow in my career, I would cover more countries, better regional exposure, and I was thrilled at this opportunity. And I was so thrilled, I have to admit that um, I did not think that moving would be a challenge. Mm. I expected it to be very easy, I expected things to be very comfortable as I uh, moved to Singapore. And we just started settling down as a family, started enjoying when COVID started with the circuit breakers, etc. For me, it was very tough. Loneliness, yeah. um, lack of friendship, worried about family back home, not mm. being able to see the family. It was very difficult. And so my biggest learning is that, you know, you have to focus on your mental health as well mm -hmm. as you grow in your career as you define your goals personal or professional mental health is a big focus for everybody all of us should take out some time to invest in it and um, also how important friendship is how important mm -hmm. social interactions are i have a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old and at you know at the time of the circuit breaker my my son was in first grade so I soon discovered that I'm not talented in terms of teaching. <laughs> it's a very, very tough uh, profession. Um, but, you know, the whole juggling, it is, you know, difficult. And, I mean, to be honest, I have a helper, right? And she's a full-time helper. But there are still a lot of activities, like, you know, the schooling from home, uh, you know, responsibility of managing the, the homework, um, you know, doing groceries, making sure our kids are in all their tuitions and everything. Like, you know, a lot of all the shoulder of those responsibilities is often time on the yeah. mom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I always say uh, I'm the uh, glorious assistant of everyone in my house, including uh, assistant <laughs> of my helper. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 uh, it's tough and, you know, I think the fantastic thing that has happened from COVID is, of course, now uh, companies, including JP Morgan, we are open in terms of giving flexibility of, you know, working from home also. Mm -hmm. And I think especially for, uh, you know, all the female employees, that helps having a few extra hours to save from your commute yeah. uh, actually is a huge help. So. Having my own business is a little bit of a different story than working at, at a global bank. And a key part of that is income, having, having money coming mm. to your bank account. <laughs> so um, I have to say, I started 2020, 2018 had been great, 2019 had been better, and I knew 
based on my pipeline and current clients, 2020 was going to be great. <laughs> um, and the reality is the clients that I had, some of them being working in the development space with COVID, they really had to change their agenda. And so projects that I had expected to take place in early 2020, one of them didn't happen until 20, late 2021. Yeah. Um, so it really impacted my income. So I kept pivoting a little bit more in terms of who, who were my new clients during the, the pandemic. And actually, um, to some degree, it was a, a blessing in disguise. Finally, Winnie explained the importance of both personal and professional development. I think what's important really, a few things that um, I, I pay attention to in my own career as you know, uh, my own journey is one is self-awareness. Yeah. I think it's basic, but awareness of yourself, your own strength and you know, development areas, but also awareness of how people perceive you. And the second is self-belief and just kind of speaking my own personal experience of having to believe in yourself and I, I'm sure Many of us have heard of imposter syndrome, yes. you know, and me kind of, as I move up my career and taking up bigger and bigger roles, running bigger and bigger teams, I do often ask myself, am I the imposter here? Did I really get a job? Did they know that I could do the job? You know, so those questions that you have. So I think the self-belief is very important. Um, and then surround yourself with people that believe in you as well. So I'm very lucky to have friends and colleagues who believe in me, and that really helped in my journey. And then I think the final bit, which is, very important is let your work speak for itself. Yeah. So focus on doing the hard work, earn your credibility, your credibility and your reputation goes a very, very long way and get, you know, support. And life <laughs> is a journey. Life is a journey. A, a friend uh, told me that you can have everything, but not all at yes. once. <laughs> so then pace yourself, uh, just, you know, enjoy the journey and you're going to get there. A big thank you to this year's panellists, Winnie, Indira, Shilpa and Juanita, and to everyone who joined us on the day. Thanks also to our sponsors, HSBC and JP Morgan, and to our supporters, State Street Global Advisors and City. If you would like to hear more of our podcast episodes, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to be part of the conversation, you can join our Women in Treasury community on LinkedIn.